everyone. Welcome to our next episode of Talk Concord, a City of Concord, New Hampshire podcast. This monthly podcast brings you information about current and future happenings centered on why Concord is a great place to live, work, play, and invest. I'm Stephanie Breton, Public Information Officer, and unfortunately, we did not have a podcast last month. We had some technical issues, but we hope to bring you that podcast at a later date. And we've got some updated technology in here today, so we're going to hope that this all goes very smoothly. So a couple of reminders before I introduce today's guest. Capital Arts Fest is this weekend. It runs September 24th through the 26th with indoor and outdoor events that showcase the best of the region's culture, arts, and food. It is anchored by a fine art and craft fair presented by the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen. You can learn more on the event website, and that is visitconcord-nh.com slash capital-arts-fest. And please note that South Main Street will be closed from Concord Street to Hills Avenue from 11 a.m. on Friday through 11 p.m. on Sunday. And South Main Street will be closed from Hills Avenue to Pleasant Street on Sunday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And as part of Capital Arts Fest, the Greater Concord Chamber of Commerce will be welcoming the public to tour the New Hampshire State House on Saturday, September 5th. These tours are complimentary, guided tours, and they will depart from the State House Visitor Center at 107 North Main Street every 30 minutes from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And finally, Concord Police Department is holding two Stuff a Cruiser events this week in partnership with the New Hampshire Food Bank. On Friday, they will be at Shaw's on Fort Eddy Road. This event benefits the Salvation Army of Concord. And on Saturday, they will be at Hannaford on Fort Eddy Road. And this event benefits Friends of Forgotten Children. And both events run from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, non-glass perishable food donations, please. So with that, today I have two guests from City Hall to talk about some projects that are happening in the city. So welcome Matt Walsh and Creighton Brubaker. Hello, everyone. My name is Creighton Brubaker, uh, and I'm with the city as an economic development fellow. Uh, and I'm here to I'm here from Texas, and I'm just here to talk about a little bit of what the city is working on in in regards to economic development and different projects with the city. Thank you for that. And uh, anyone who doesn't know, Matt is our director of redevelopment, downtown services, and special projects, and holds the award for the longest job title in the city. And he doesn't currently have a microphone in front of him, so uh, he'll be speaking in a little bit. So thank you both very much for being here. So we have kind of a decent list of projects to go over. So I think we'll start with some of the stuff that you're working on, Creighton. So first of all, um, can you tell us a little bit about some things that you're working on over at the Concord Municipal Airport? Yeah. So one thing I've been working on as my primary, as one of my primary projects is uh, putting together a request for statements of interest for private development at the airport. Uh, essentially what that is, is the city is going out to different private developers who want to put things like tea hangers, uh, different retail regarding uh, like airport use uh, and different development for aircraft manufacturing and, and those types of uh, those types of private industry at the airport in one of uh, seven development zones uh, for the airport and that's located on the north end of the airport on regional drive okay and so what that is essentially going to do is it's gonna 
spur on development for the for the airport so that we get more traffic incoming to the airport and so that, that we can really build up the Concord Municipal Airport reputation uh, and kind of stimulate that interest for flying and for aviation uh, for people of all ages. Excellent. And if people want more information, where's the best way to find out about that? So if you go to the Concord City website, uh, concordnh.gov, uh, you can find it under the Our Government tab. Uh, mm-hmm. And then if you click uh, the Concord Municipal Airport, you can see all the information at that page. Thank you. Yeah, I think we also stuck a news and announcements blob blurb, sorry, on the homepage, which is, I think, links directly to that page. So I know that there's the um, request for information right there. There's a development zones map. So all the information for that is right there, like you said. So that is great. So anything else on that project you uh, want to mention? Yes. One, one more thing that the city's doing is we're working with a, a private company to actually put together a, uh, a sort of tour of sorts, uh, a virtual okay. tour uh, at the airport. So in, in the next couple months, uh, you'll be able to go onto the city website uh, for this tour, and you'll be able to click around at the different uh, private facilities, the hangars, that you can see what goes on at the airport, anything from the New Hampshire National Guard building to the New Hampshire State Police building there, uh, and the different private developments private uh, companies, rather, that uh, serve at the airport and can show you around uh, what they do. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, and I I guess I will also just mention that we had wings and wheels there a couple years ago. We're trying to work on kind of a virtual event map, so it's a separate project, but that would also give people information uh, about some of the things that go on at the airport. So that is, that's exciting. So thank you for that, and we'll um, have everyone kind of keep their eyes out for that. So what is the next project that you'd like to talk about? So at the most recent council meeting, that would be the September 13th one, mm-hmm. uh, the city actually authorized uh, the city manager to apply for a $25,000 grant uh, for the Concord Region uh, Makerspace, also known as Making Matters New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what they're going to do with that is they're going to apply for this grant that will fund a study that will look into different uh different small business development and technical assistance needs that the makerspace needs. And it'll be able to identify the different gaps that small businesses have and uh, entrepreneurs, uh, the problems that they kind of face. And it'll be able to bridge that gap of where the entrepreneurs, what they need and uh, how the makerspace can be a sort of a, a bridge to that gap. Uh, It will also focus on helping low- and middle-income entrepreneurs in the Concord area, and it will also set up the process so in the future the makerspace will be able to uh, apply to more funding at the state uh, and properly staff a small small business technical assistance program for the makerspace. Okay. That's good information. Thank you. So do you have kind of a rough timeline on that that's something that's gonna be ongoing for a little bit so the city is uh currently working with the with the a company a consultant to uh apply for that grant okay and it'll take uh it'll take a couple months because it only happens twice a year okay uh, that that funding disbursement so it'll be a couple months but hopefully in the next couple months or a short few years uh, that'll kind of grow into something bigger for concord Okay, that's good. Any other information on that one? 
No? Okay. So the next one we have to talk about is kind of cook. Yes. Okay. I'll let you take it away. So one of the one of the also the main projects that I've been working on, uh, along with Matt Walsh, uh, is the redevelopment of a former Allied leather tannery site, uh, mm-hmm. and turning that site uh, both into an in a, into an apartment complex, which it already has gone through, uh, and then building the rest of it towards a uh, a park on the riverfront on the Kentucky River. Uh, and so what we've been doing here at the city is we've been putting together a request for qualifications. That's basically a document that goes out to private developers uh, and says, hey, we'd like you to design a park for the city mm-hmm. uh, in this Pinnacook area and uh, put together different ideas uh, and stuff like that for the, the Pinnacook Park uh, with the eventual goal of holding multiple hearings and presentations uh, so we can gauge that stakeholder feedback in Pinnacook uh, okay. and in the surrounding area. Uh, and then from there, the city will work together with uh, the public, elected officials, city staff, uh, and putting together this Pinnacook Riverfront Park. That's uh, good news. Thank you. Yeah, that's really exciting. So the the current scheduling of that is the design is slated to be finished by the f- end of the fiscal year 22 uh, give or take, uh, and then construction will hopefully begin depending on the, the design and the community feedback um, sometime within the fiscal year 2023. 20, uh, and then the eventual goal with this project is for the city to stimulate redevelopment in that area, put more investment, more businesses into the into the Pinnacook area mm-hmm. uh, of Concord and uh, grow grow businesses small businesses like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. grow housing opportunities there, uh, and much, much more. Awesome. All right. Yeah, I think that's something that people will be excited about being able to be involved in for sure. And while we're talking about Pentecook, I think we're going to stay in Pentecook on this topic. So Matt, we'll turn it over to you to talk a little bit more about the uh, tannery site and um, Pentecook Landing. Sure. So as, as Creighton mentioned, this is really uh, the final phase of redeveloping the former Allied Leather Tannery site, uh, which is a brownfield site that the city's been working on really for 20 years. And um, Pentecook Family Physicians was the first development. The new housing development by the Caleb Development Corporation was uh, phase one of that was completed in October 2020. Mm-hmm. They're in the process of actually uh, securing um, additional federal tax credits to build phase two of their project. Um, which will be another 20 units, and they'll find out about that uh, in October or November of this year. Okay. Um, and we're excited for them, and we're, we're, inc- we're um, assisting them through the application process and supporting their application to New Hampshire Housing. Um, and, and the park really, you know, it's a beautiful opportunity. Pentecook is blessed with having the Kentucky River flow through the middle of it mm-hmm. um, in this quintessential New England village. Uh, this particular site, which is at 11 Canal Street, has about 550 feet of frontage on the Kentucky River, and we're really looking for a, a vibrant and dynamic uh, public park that creates a meaningful connection uh, to the riverfront for folks, whether it's fishing piers or scenic outlooks or maybe even a kayak, a kayak portage. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to expand the municipal parking lot there, which is uh, right now it's about 30 spaces. We want to get it up to about 60 uh, to support economic development in downtown Pentecook as well as the, the park itself. 
Um, we're working with the Park and Rec Department and uh, the Parks and Rec Advisory Committee, Committee of the City on various recreational options uh, for that property as well. Um, trying to design something that would support uh, large uh, community gatherings, mm-hmm. um, whether they're concerts or um, other public events or um, you know festivals or, or markets that might want to happen there over time. So it's uh, it's an exciting project. Uh, we're looking forward to getting the design underway way shortly um, and uh, you know creating this you know a real amenity for for Pennacook Village to. Um, make it a more vibrant place and support uh, livability and economic development initiatives there. Yeah, that is a great spot. So that will be really nice. I'm sure once it's completed. It will be. Uh, and there's other great stuff going on in Pentecook too. Um, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with the, uh, the so-called market basket project up at Whitney road and Hoyt road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the community knows that we've wanted, uh, the community's wanted a market basket, not a market basket, but a grocery store in Pancook village for, uh, I've been with the city for 20 years and it's something that goes back well be- before I was with the city for decades. Um, and you know, we're very fortunate that the city was able to enter into a public private partnership with interchange development, LLC, which mm-hmm. are Laurie and David Rossio mm-hmm. and, uh, Demula supermarkets, um, to, to really make this happen. And what the project is, is, uh, it's, it's a, uh, a public private partnership where the city is going to invest funds to, uh, build a new roundabout at the intersection of Hoyt and Whitney road, uh, which is us route four. It's a DOT maintained highway. So that's, um, um, They've been an important partner in trying to help us get to this point. And as well as other improvements to Whitney Road, uh, not only to tee up the 43 acres that Interchange Development has, where the market basket's going to be built in a liquor store and and other development that's um, coming up quickly, Mm -hmm. but also really tee up um, the entire Whitney Road corridor, potentially all the way down to Sewell's Falls by the Concord Monitor and all that acreage Mm -hmm. um, for long-term economic development uh, for our community and tax base expansion. So uh, I'm pleased to report we finally got our final DOT permits last week. Um, Mm -hmm. We've engaged the FL Merrill Corporation of Pembroke to build the project. The total budget is about $4.9 million. Um, 600,000 of that or so is coming from Interchange Development LLC for improvements in Canterbury. Um, And we're excited. We're gonna start construction uh, literally in in the coming days. Uh, We're gonna go as far as we can this construction season. We'll finish up next year. Uh, the liquor store, um, which is a 14, just under 14,000 square foot liquor store, will be done um, really right around Christmas time. And uh, the market basket is going to be done late spring, early summer next year. Um, so uh, it's, it's very exciting. Um, and there's other things that are already coming through the process. Uh, there, there's a um, um, some restaurants that have expressed interest. One of them is actually going through the planning board process now. Did Wendy's get approved the um, other night? I believe they Initial. did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, so there, there are another tenant that's moving in there, and there's other interests from um, some financial institutions, some medical providers, um, and others. So we're we're very excited, and it's uh, going to be a tremendous success. And uh, we're looking forward to getting under construction soon. Yeah, and I know they're sharing a lot of updates too. And as some of the updates come through to us, uh, we've been sharing them in our newsletter. And probably continue that and then probably have more frequent updates as the road construction project gets underway. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you for that update. What would you like to talk about? Other projects. So uh, a lot of projects. (laughs) I know. (laughs) There are a lot of projects and that's a good thing. Yeah. 
Um, the other one that folks are probably curious about is the former Employment Security Building on mm -hmm. South Main Street. It's the big blue building uh, down near Gibson's Bookstore in the Chamber of Commerce. So I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, as your listeners probably know, we, um, back in May, signed a purchase and sale agreement with the John Flatley Company to mm -hmm. sell them the property. Um, they plan to acquire it, uh, demolish the building that is currently there, build a new 80,000 square foot, six story building, which will have 64 apartments in it. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be served by about 53 parking spaces on site. And when it's completed, we're projecting that it's going to be worth somewhere between eight to about $10.25 million. And it will generate somewhere between 215000 to $275,000 annually in property tax revenue. Mm -hmm. Very exciting because that site's been tax exempt since the state acquired it in the 1970s. So uh, it's it's right. never contributed to the tax base since then. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, in this economy, uh, downtown housing housing in general is critical. Uh, there right. isn't enough supply of it in our community right now, or really New Hampshire. And um, downtown housing is especially important to uh, create a 24/7 downtown um, environment. Mm -hmm. um, so during the course of uh, pre uh, or, or carrying out our obligations in the development agreement with uh, the Flatley Company, additional asbestos was discovered at the property, which was previously unknown uh, when the city did an asbestos survey back in 2014 when we acquired the site. Um, we've been able to work through those issues, and we are prepared to move forward. Um, in fact, uh, we've engaged in this uh, asbestos abatement contractor who's going to be starting on October 4th at the site. So there will be some activity. Okay. Uh, the city is obligated to take care of interior asbestos abatement at the property, and the John Flatley Company will be handling the exterior asbestos. Um, the city's budget for the interior abatement is about $400,000. Okay. Um, we're comfortably in budget, and the asbestos abatement should be done um, by the end of the year. Uh the, the Flatley company is going to be going through their permitting process over the next several months, finishing their due diligence. Um, and if all comes together, which uh, at this point I have no reason to believe it won't, um, mm -hmm. we would have a closing with them uh, sometime in late March of, of next year, uh, March of 22. Um, at that point, they will own the property. They'll immediately proceed with demolishing the building, building their new development. And their development should be completed sometime in the summer of 2023. So it's been a long time coming, but it's, um, you know, a project that really checks a lot of the boxes that the council was hoping to check off for ex economic development, community development goals, livability, tax base, mm -hmm. uh, vibrancy in downtown. So it's, it's very exciting. And uh, the Flatley Company has been an excellent partner uh, in working with us up to this point. Yeah, that is really good news. <laughs> I know you're, you've invested a lot of time and energy in that building. So we've we owned um, it for seven yeah. years. Uh, we, we bought it in October of 2014. So we're coming up on our seventh anniversary and uh, it's nice to be able to be moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for that update. Um, so we'll kind of be looking forward to seeing some activity over there. Um, anything else on that project? That's, no. that's a good update. Okay. Um, next, could you give us an update on the Pan Am acquisition and the Merrimack River Greenway Trail? Yes. Uh, so other exciting projects, uh, the city uh, entered into purchase and sale agreements with Pan Am uh, back in June uh, to acquire about a 5.7 mile section of the Northern Railroad, which is really between Horseshoe Pond and the Kentuckook River um, for the purposes of developing a new rail trail. It'll be an, actually an extension of the Merrimack River Greenway Trail. Mm -hmm. um, we are, uh, after, and that negotiation with Pan Am took about two years. So it was a, uh, a long process. 
um, but we were able to get to a point, a place that worked uh, for both Pan Am and the city. So we're um, excited to be able to achieve that. Um, essentially, we are in our due diligence phase. So we are looking at title. Uh, we're doing boundary surveys. We're doing environmental surveys to see if there's any contamination on the property that we have to be aware of. Um, subject to our due diligence, uh, which will complete that process somewhere um, around Veterans Day. Okay. And uh, if, if everything comes back favorable, uh, I would anticipate that the city would own this property uh, by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, we currently have uh, multiple grant applications pending to uh, immediately move forward with the development of uh, the rail trail, which is really going to be about a 12-foot wide paved pathway um, to for recreational purposes and multimodalism uh, for transportation purposes to allow people to walk. Um, and bike and uh we're anticipating you know if those grant applications come through some of them we'll find out about um this coming winter mm -hmm. um, that we'd move forward with with building um certain sections of the trail uh, sooner rather than later so um good stuff happening there very exciting we think it's gonna um add to the you know concord's already already a very desirable community but it's gonna be one more reason that concord is a desirable community to um, move to raise your family in, have your business here, have your employees live here. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we anticipate that it's going to um, be very successful um, and very popular once it's created. And hopefully down the road, we might be able to see some nodal development um, in other places where they have rail trails. It's not unusual to see a cafe spring up or the ice cream shop spring up or the bike rental shop spring up or even bed and breakfasts that cater the folks that use this network. And the rail, the, the, this rail trail, when it's fully completed, will sp uh, go basically from the Massachusetts border on up to the Vermont border. So it's a long, a, a long trail um, that, that offers a lot of opportunity for recreation, uh, not only to co Concord residents, but to really the entire state. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. And I know we have a lot of great trails here, but sometimes people say it's great to have more opportunities for people in a wheelchair or people with a walker or, you know, people with a stroller. So just having those different opportunities for people, depending on what they want to do is really good too. Exactly. This is going to be a paved pathway again. That's going to be very gentle and it's great and it will be uh, accessible to everybody. Yeah. So that, that's really great as well. Uh, thank you for that update. And I think, <laughs> I don't know if we saved the best for last, but would you like to talk about one of your favorite topics? parking. <laughs> but I just, I think it would be good if maybe you could give a quick update on some of the renovations that are going on in the garage. Sure. Uh, parking is an important <laughs> thing for it economic development, livability in our community. Um, mm -hmm. a, a lot of, a lot of reasons why we manage parking safety. Yes. Um, so one thing that folks might not understand is, uh, when you pay your parking meter or you pay your parking ticket, um, those funds get retained by the parking fund and we mm -hmm. invest them into the system. It's a user, user fee system. Mm -hmm. So right now, uh, we are using, uh, those, uh, those fees to support renovation of our parking garages. We just finished a, uh, $5.8 million renovation of our 467 space school street parking garage. Mm -hmm. That garage was, uh, opened in 1985. It was in desperate need of renovation. Yeah. Um, lots of concrete and steel restoration, lots of protective membranes, a new elevator, mm -hmm. um, two new stair towers, um, uh, to really modernize the facility, make it more comfortable and user-friendly for, for the public, um, a new security system. There are cameras throughout that garage, um, to, uh, give everybody, everybody a little added, um, sense of security, um, mm -hmm. in that facility. 
So that one is completed. We have moved on and just started renovating the Store Street Garage down by Red River Theater, mm-hmm. um, kind of between South Main Street and Store Street. It's a 516-space garage. Uh, we have a little over a million-dollar budget. Um, that garage opened in 2007, so it's now 14 years old and in need of its uh, really 10-year renovation. Mm-hmm. So we're doing concrete repair and replacing membrane, and we're, we're, we're painting structural steel and stair towers, making some elevator improvements. Um, that project's going to be going on for probably the next six to nine months. Um, okay. We'll see how much we can get done during the wintertime. And we're also in the process of preparing for uh, renovation to the State Street Garage, which is over next to the YMCA. That's a 238-space parking garage. And we're doing a structural analysis of that garage. Um, That will be starting here in the next few weeks. And uh, we're anticipating that that project, um, when it's time to build it in the next two to probably 24 months, will probably start. It's probably going to be a a $4 to $5 million project. So... um, you know, when you think about it, we just talked about 11 or $12 million of parking mm-hmm. garage renovations in not a long, large period of time. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and that's, that's uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of resources to maintain those facilities. Yeah, and that school street garage is really looking good after um, everything. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, the architectural team was the H.L. Turner Group here in Concord. They did a beautiful job. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, each one of those stair towers costs $750,000. So it's, yeah. it's real money. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, they, they did a lot of work over there. And I think while we're talking about parking, I think it's a good opportunity too to just remind people that we do have the pay by phone app, um, which makes it really easy to put the app on your phone, pay your parking. You don't have to be running back and forth to your car if you want to extend the parking. So it's, it's hugely convenient. It's worth yeah. having it on your phone. There is a small convenience fee. However, when you need to extend your time frame, assuming you're in a parked in a zone where you can extend your time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's great. The phone will remind you. You can just click mm-hmm. a button and you know, continue shopping, continue dining, continue mm-hmm. uh, at the, you know, whatever performing arts venue you might be at downtown. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's been widely uh, widely adopted. I think we last looked that we had over five thousand people signed up for it. Oh yeah. And um, you know, on a monthly basis, we're we're getting about thirty percent of our revenue through the app. So it's it's um, it's it's uh, it's a very popular app, and I'm glad it's working well for the community. Yeah, I remind people if I see them out parking, like, hey, just so you know, you can use this. It's very convenient. So you know, sometimes I can't help but wear my PIO hat everywhere. So, um, but yeah, I I. I use it all the time. I think it's really convenient. And I will remind people, too, we have a page dedicated to parking on the website. So it's conquerednh.gov slash parking. And that's a really good place to go for all the information. Some of the information that Matt talked about, like where you can find parking garages, hourly maps of where you can park. So just give everyone that as well. That was a lot of good information. <laughs> um, is there anything else either of you want to add at all? I think probably just the community will be seeing updates on these as they become available. We'll share them out through the newsletter or social media or website. Exactly. Yep. That's where you can get all the information and uh, you know, lots of good stuff going on in Concord. And we'll be back for future updates to talk about all of these projects and I'm sure many others. Yeah, I know there's probably even projects we didn't even touch on, but that's okay. We'll save them for another episode. So, yeah. Well, thank you both again for taking time out of your busy schedules to be here. And thank you, Creighton, for being a good sport and being willing to come on the podcast. And we're happy to have you with us. So 
welcome to New Hampshire again. I know you've been with us for a few months, but um, so thank you everyone for listening. And that concludes today's episode and we'll talk to you next month. Thank you.